this a reminder. This is Vanity Projects with Laura and Charles. And what is the podcast about? So, so what, what do you talk about? Like penis sizes and like positive bodies? I think the most controversial thing I have ever done. When I look back on my life. So I was watching transgender porn, femboy porn, all that stuff. And then you do it with a lesbian? That's hot. Just a great relationship with me and my gay best friend. One of you guys called me something. What is that? I'm a fag enabler. I think luxury is is a word who has been abused. Fashion? Not everything is luxury. It's a lot of work. <laughs> we are back. Back at it. Um, we are podcasting in the morning for the first time because it's been hard to get into this into this studio. This. I don't even want to talk about it. It was so, it was so painful. We had such a, um, but you know, we were we were working on work, working on our um, projects. One of mm-hmm. which is um, um, cake, the event which will be happening on the twenty second of July yes. in Newcastle. Please come buy the tickets. Ticket link in the bio, etc. Um, and then the other thing, which um, it's not yet been announced. <laughs> We can't tell you about the other thing we're working on. Watch the game, man. And then when we tried to record, it was just, it all went fucking... Pear the fuck shaped. So we're here in the morning because we can. Because we really, yeah, we've been wanting to do this particular podcast, this particular episode. Like before we were... For quite a long time. Today... This um, could have been episode, like, four of the podcast. I've been thinking about how I'm really glad that it wasn't. Yeah. Because it would be of a different quality of course <laughs> of course um, um not to say that we we're, we're not we're not perfect when it comes to the quality of our audio now but we've come a long way and and boy do we try keep trying keep little boy on trying little boy <laughs> um today we've planned a very special episode oh i wanted to propose a title while we're recording oh yeah um so the so it could be called Isabel Huppert is literally mother. There, I said love that. That sounds like a like an episode title of The Shift. It, admittedly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, um, you know, there's overlap there. We're, we're, we're Huppert girlies as well. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, so that's the only title pro- proposition? Yeah. Or there are others. I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so basically we, we've, we've got in store for you um, an episode where we're going to talk about Isabelle Huppert, more specifically about two of her um, films. She's uh, pretty prolific mm. as an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a motherfucking institution. Yo. Uh, she is uh, better than Meryl Streep. Yeah. Sexier than... Angelina Jolie. Sexier than Angelina Jolie. More deranged than Nicole Kidman. Yep. And she does it in a different language. She's a French lady. <laughs> um, and um, and we love you. You mama. Have we told that... We've surely told the, t- the story of the time that we missed out on seeing her. I know. It really is like... Christine my greatest Zimmer, regret that we yeah, it's stayed fucked. at home that evening in it's Paris. It's so fucked. Um, as- That's okay. Look, we... 
we've done some double features before. Yeah. I think our first one was with Chloe Sevigny. Yeah. And look at that. We've met her now. We interviewed her on mm. the podcast. Mm. It's actually um, the the double feature thing. It's a tool of manifestation. Every time we say Nicole Kidman's name, we do get closer to her. Uh-huh. It's true. And the same, you know, we're starting here today with Isabel Huppert. I heart Paris. I will be back to see you. I can't wait. Absolutely. I just hope that our interview with Isabel Huppert goes a bit better than the Chloe one. But me too. Yeah, I do also have regrets about that. When I look back on my and life, how that went, Laura. I'm sorry. This is so rude. I shouldn't interrupt, but I'm getting a call. Oh, let's it's, pause. It's no, 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 no. Oh, it's an international number. Oh, should what? I answer it? I mean, yeah, you should probably get it. Okay, okay, let's let's see. <laughs> Hi, sisters. This is James Charles, and I'm here to tell you that if you love Vanity Project, then you need to support Vanity Project on the Patreon for just $3 a month. Enjoy the episode, and thank you for listening to Vanity Project. <laughs> That was so sweet. It's so nice to have the support of someone who means so much to the community of the queer Dick community and cocksuckers. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> we there's also overlap there for us. Sucking um, dick and cock. Where, <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, James. That's really sweet. And yeah, basically, what what she said. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, without further ado, the films are yes. The piano teacher. La pianiste. And. Ma mère. Um, we've both seen La pianiste in the past. Yeah. Um, but we. We. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> we, we, uh, we persevered through it again. We persevered through it again, and we also thought that this was the perfect occasion to watch Mamère when... Absolutely. What other occasion is it even, like... It's not... Because it's not appropriate. Like, if you were to say, like, let's watch Mamère on, like, any, like, like regular occasion, any regular day, it's like... Watch the game and get quiet. For what reason do you have to subject yourself or someone else to that? You know Absolutely. what I mean? Like, you're saying, let's watch the incest movie. Yes. To whom can you even say that? I feel like it's such a great... We have such a level of trust between each other that says, yes, let's watch the incest movie. Just a great relationship with me and my gay best friend. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Absolutely. I think, thankfully, we've gotten to that point where we can ask each other those kinds of difficult questions. Mm. Um, and... Uh, very much in in the vein of how we used to write our copy all the time. I yeah. we have watched Mama so that you don't have to. Very that. Um, <clears throat> I I really felt this was on a list of films that I would like never watch. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but somehow by writing them, writing this film into that list, mm. I was promising myself that I would watch it absolutely and talk about it on the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, so because we're wh- strangely obsessed with uh, breaking our own taboos. Oh, and the last taboo. <laughs> um, uh, which film do you want to talk about first? How should we talk about them? I don't mind. I think we should talk about The Piano Teacher first. Okay, yeah. Um, I kind of feel like we should just get it out of the way so we can talk about my man. Get it out of the way. Okay, The Piano Teacher is a Michael Haneke film. Yes. When was it made? Like 2004? Yeah, I believe Something so. like that. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's very austere. Very. It's like set in Vienna, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is so pretty. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the colours of the film are, like, these, like, very sweet, like, 
um, kind of um, or like pre-autumnal greens yes. and her like beautiful red hair and freckles and she's, she's so freckly in that movie she's so freckly in that movie and so mousy and she's this very stern like sadistic piano teacher mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who um, is challenged by this very fucking precocious um, wannabe student like and they're all like he's an engineer like he doesn't even actually want to play piano like what is he doing here but he's kind of good like he's kind of good his disruptive quality is that he's sort of um like has swag mm. and everyone else doesn't have swag no one in the like piano recital world has swag. has a personality Mm-mm. um as someone who comes from like a classical um like background to do with ballet mm. i can confirm that that is like the culture of it is if you have swag people are very like um off put and at mm. the same time attracted to mm. uh to someone with charisma because you know there's something about these like disciplinarian forms that are that just uh i don't know it repels a certain um genese Absolutely, absolutely. And it's so funny to watch um, Huppert, who clearly has je ne sais quoi, yeah. um, pretend that she doesn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, so I, re- I read that the film, um, so it's like obviously a French film mm. set in Vienna. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the performers are, are Austrian, um, but they're dubbed in French. And mm. supposedly Haneke wasn't going to make the film if Huppert didn't do it. And then, like her, she's perfect for this her character. impact. She's so perfect for it. Oh, they're both. Oh, both of these films are also book adaptations. Yeah, true. Yeah, so the, the no, mm. me neither. Um, the uh, the piano teacher is an adaptation of a like a very you know important Austrian literary figure called uh, female author called Elfrida Jelinek, and um, the latter film that we'll talk about is a uh, Georges Bataille. Um, adaptation. So interesting to think about how those books work. I know mm. that my friend Emma tried to read The Piano Teacher, didn't enjoy the language of it all, um, and like was feeling quite alienated throughout the process of reading it. Mm. And I was like, just watch the movie, girl. Like, the movie is so great. Movie. You don't need to so read all fabulous. that. No, 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 no. And Something in very s- different about reading it in a book as well, I'm sure. It's, like, too intimate, I think, when you have to, like, all you have is your own, like, faculty of imagination to um, to represent it for you or to, like, see your um, your uh, kind of, like, visualisation of it um, by yourself. That's creepy. Totally. Like, That's creepy. creepy. That's kind of creepy. Um, but the movie's kind of kind of beautiful um and the it's like you know she's like in this like hoity-toity very dry piano world Mm -hmm. and then um and then you're like you're in a mall but why is she in the mall and then you're in the adult shop but why is she in the in the sex shop and then she's like and then you're in the cabina she yeah (laughs) she's like in the in the little private cinema porn room genius and then you're like but why is she in the private cinema porn room and then she starts sniffing the used tissues the in dirty the- tissues but she's wearing gloves like that's what I really enjoy about it is that um at every point there's like a certain distance um she's reached like the precipice of you know picking up dirty mm-hmm. discarded t- cum stained tissues and sniffing them right up against her face but she's wearing a pair of gloves. You know what I mean? It's like, 
I love that. Um, There's beautiful tensions happening everywhere between totally, like um, totally. her like exploring and relenting and mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, this like obvious um, problem with control. Um, absolutely, absolutely. And, and the yeah, pleasure as, principle, you know. The, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Or whatever. Um, yeah, she... Uh, and that particular scene where she goes to the sex, sex shop is... Um, like, in stark contrast to everything you've seen before it. Like, Mm. the images of, like, you know, pornographic bodies that sort of, like, line the walls are, um... Like, it's, it's it's such a jolt of, like, wait, actually, the world of this film is really not what I expected. And, like, you start in the home Mm. with her mother and we're, like, first introduced to her through her relationship to her mother, which is sort Mm. of, like, such a you know, huge part of the film. Yeah. But, um, but then we constantly return back to the piano and the, and the, um, the rehearsal room and the way that she's, you know, communicating around pianos and, um, you know, how she's speaking to people, how she's, um, touching people or herself, how she's talking about music. So it's really, um, it's something remarkable when you when you're like watching her watch pornography and it lights up her face and you can it's it's there's this like sort of um the distance that I'm kind of obsessed with in the film is that she's like uh she's treating everything as like a spectator mm. and um she's like somehow uh removed herself from the experience of um watching pornography she's like watching it as if she's, like, learning about it and studying it. And she's watching it as a student, you know what I mean? Um, and that's what's so fucking weird about her, that character, is that it's, like... it, Like I said before, like, it does feel, like, like exploratory or, like, studious, the way that she's encountering these things and approaching, approaching like, sex in the film. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's this really complicated thing that happens with the, the guy that has swag. Yes. Where she, like, wants to, like, form this sexual relationship with him um but kind of like and wants to go about it in this very like formal way well yeah and what's interesting is that there's a courtship for the maybe first half of the film where um you know she's the one in control she's the teacher he's vying for her um for her uh, mentorship and he is you know she's putting him at a distance and um and saying don't try it little boy mm-hmm. stay in your place um and and there's a like a really important and pivotal transferal of that um that almost desperation i want to call mm-hmm. it where um where there's like a contract that she's written mm-hmm. that she you know gives him i'll write down what you can do to me type But it's, like, it's not even, like, I don't even think the language is contractual in the letter. It's, like, actually, like, this is my fantasy, Uh and after this in my fantasy, you're going to do that to me. Uh And, oh, my God. Also, like, I forgot the part of the, like, letter is, like, she's, like, she wants him to, like sit on his face yes. and then she's gonna like <laughs> eat his filthy asshole you know what? or whatever. Both of the films yes. have filthy asshole yes. type storylines. Yes. Yes. What is it? I will clean your adorable filthy hole. That's our a quotation from the next one. Are here to disturb the there, yeah, there's um there's a recurrent theme of um filthy ass. But specifically um women yeah. tossing the salad of men. Yes. 
which is something that we haven't, you know, explored or spoken about on the pod yet. We're breaking no. our silence, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wish I had more to say about Me this. too. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Neither of Do us can, like, come to that. Do you think anyone's going to be sad listening to this? Yeah, thinking, I think they're going to think, oh. They're shying away from oh, the topic. I wish they wouldn't shy away from women eating man ass. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I'm sorry that I, I feel like I've, I've... I'm sorry and I love you. ...failed you by not being able to have a perspective on it, but... I think Do you have anything to add, Charles? Unfortunately, unfortunately, um... You know, there was something really interesting <laughs> about the scene where, um... So Isabelle Huppert has given this letter to, to her swaggy, um, étudiant, and she is basically, you know, she's bearing her fucking soul. Yeah. She's exposed at this point. She's had this guy chase her down, um, court her, romance her, um, and she she's given him this letter that, you know, she's finally able to ask for what she wants, which is very specific. And this is the kind of, I guess... Um, way that people who engage in, like, sadomasochism or BDSM um, treat uh, conversations about uh, desire and sex and practice. They, they, you know, they talk about it first, right? Maybe. Um, and, uh, and he says something along the lines of, like, what is this going to open up for me? And it's really interesting to see that, like, there's this uh, dissonance between, mm. um, like... Uh, yeah, she... You, For the first half of the film, you, you really see her as a sadist and a punisher. Yeah. And a, and a, and a disciplinarian. Um, and, and it flips at a point where suddenly she's... You realise that actually she kind of wants to be disciplined and actually she really enjoys um, uh, being punished and, um, and being treated with, uh, like... I don't know. Um... Yeah, she actually is the masochist, you know, and that's right. what she's like begging for in this letter and um and then when it does kind of like it's the the like the part of the movie that I think is like so silly is that it like it's like suggested that it like awaken that having these like violent um sexual encounters the guy something like is like awakened in the guy and he suddenly feels like he's like a pervert or like a sadist because of these like encounters and then he's like in the like last really brutal sex scene of the film mm -hmm. where he's like beating her and um and it seems like she like you know either like was very much idealizing what this fantasy could do for her mm. or um I don't know. I don't know. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not sure that I understand it as he's had... He's suddenly had this awakened in him. No. But rather that she's worn him down to the point that through yes. her attempts to... But no, but I'm referring to, like, something that he says to her. Where right, he's like, okay. he's like, you've made me... You've made me, like... You've, like, awakened this in me. Or, right. like, you've made me into a pervert right. or something like that. Where he's, like... He's, like, begging... He's, like, just like done something violent to her and yeah. then is like what have I done like you've made me do this type of right which is a comment. sort of like a look what you made me do type um 
Yeah, interesting to think about. I don't know. Yeah, weird how it's to, weird to treat and analyze. Like totally, I totally. I know there is like this shift that feels very like, um, um, like you said, silly and um, and. I think it's like it reaches a point of like ridicule where, like, um, the things that she's asking for mm. are like, to him, quite laughable at first, yeah. and 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 absurd. And, and my feeling of it was that there's... And he wanted to love her, you know? He wanted to make right. love to her. But actually what... what Maybe Haneke's... He's, he's totally a pessimist and has, like, a penchant for negativism. Yeah. And I think that maybe what he's trying... What, what he identifies in the story as, like, something meaningful, I'm, I'm you know, speculating, basically, is that, like, there's something more sinister about these, like that really when this man was saying that he wanted to like love her and sweet her ten and kiss her tenderly and and you know make sweet babies with his piano Ew. teacher um that like this darkness was always inside of him as well yeah, yeah. and that it just had to as you say be awakened or um he had to be put in the he had to be worn down or he had to be like brought to that you know edge mm-hmm. of um of uh violent outburst which is really like a dark and Oh, these are totally dark movies, you know, It's and they're very dark ideas, and this is the treatment that, like, a lot of, like, um, Haneke's characters get, right, is this kind of, like, um, very, um, like, you know, um, that poses questions about, like, what what is, um, what is nasty, what is evil, what is mm-hmm. um, self-motivated, what is... Um, yeah, what can be provoked from someone? What's the totally, most like? Um, totally. What's the basis thing that can be provoked? Um, the With- other really like provocative thing in this film is the what? What I can't remember what happens just before it. Maybe she's like rejected by the dude, mm-hmm. um, and then she like goes home to bed with her mother. They like mm. they share a bed, but they don't share a bed. Where like they're two adult sized beds are like pushed together in one room just like fucking like whack (laughs) (laughs) fucking like whack (laughs) fucking like whack or something um yeah and so she it reaches a point where like her mother is like incensed by I believe uh Erica which is Hooper's character having this man in the house and Mm. having you know close the door and she goes into the room and her mother's like you know at this point I can't imagine anything you could do that could surprise me. You've, you know... She's like, the you bar crossed every so line, the bar's so low. You've <laughs> like, really done fucked You've it really this done time. it this time. And then, and then, you know, Erica's like, I got I- one last surprise left for you. And she rolls over on top of her ailing fucking old mother and kisses her and says, je t'aime. <laughs> <laughs> but like smooches her it's, it's not like, like a and peck. she's like smothering and she's like she's like smothering this woman she's on top of her it's like, like she's trying to kill her with kisses i think that's called think... spifflication oh, gag kiss of death <laughs> yeah wow um wow um it's do we know do we know what the situation is with um you know percentages of uh in, Mo- like global percentages of no of motherfuckers. <laughs> that's what the episode should be called. Motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Um, like uh, people who kiss their Isabel parents. Huppert. Motherfucking Isabel Huppert. We should call it that. That's genius. <laughs> um, 
like globally, what is the rate at which people kiss their parents on the lips? And <laughs> is France higher than other countries? <sighs> do you know anyone? Do we do we have any listeners who kiss their parents on the lips? It could be cultural. I'm not shaming. Um, <laughs> I I I have no experience. I like accidentally like got half of my mom's mouth the other the other week. Yeah. I was like, "Mom, ew." <laughs> yeah. Then she just kissed me again. <laughs> oh, sweet. Yeah, basically um, there's this But it was it was nothing like that movie The Piano. No. I just know it wasn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> we shouldn't have to say those things. Okay, here's the here's the disclaimer. We both have mothers. Mm. We both have families. Mm-hmm. When we talk about incest, mm. we're not talking about our families. <laughs> we respect our families very much, and we don't want to do anything to make them uncomfortable Mm-mm. or feel in- ashamed. We've already, we've already at this point, done we couldn't enough. surprise them. You know, we've already done enough to bring shame to our family names. <laughs> Ooh, uh, um, it's a great moment in the film. Yeah, because it's so unexplained because you also expect that you can't be shocked any further than you already have been um and then she kisses her mother um yeah i was thinking about but the first time i watched this i was really thinking about um black swan aronofsky's black swan uh, but now i'm thinking about the night porter have you ever watched the night i haven't porter? seen it yet Which it's on my list something else that's like set in these are like the two movies that i watched like about vienna before going to vienna first like, that's funny we had a great time in vienna we yep. got kicked out of the, the freud best. museum we got kicked out of the freud I brag museum about that all the time we like got this drunk very vanity project to that fuck yeah kicked out of vanity project was kicked out of the freud museum um we listened to that fabulous mickey blanco song about Vienna. Um, oh, we had the best time. Um, it was just so fabulous. And um, like Andrew said about Cabramatta, Vienna, I, I will, will be, be back. back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Vienna is a um, is a. And you can feel the sexual tension in the city. Absolutely, it's, absolutely. It's very, um, it's very, it's very tense. It's very uptight. All the buildings are so beautiful, and you can hear classical music everywhere. Every fucking where, yeah. Um, there's this great little, you know, bit where they go to this recital early in the film, and the mother is, um, she's stuck talking to some old codger. Oh, about and she's his like, instruments. who's this fart? Like, she's, she's like, not oh, interested. He's such a, she, she's such a fart, but she's like, oh, he's so boring. Yeah. She was like, I got trapped in a conversation, you know, stroking his ego and talking about his instrument fetish. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is such a central point in the film where we're talking about instrument fetish. Mm-hmm. Um, and the film is like, you know, fixated with fingers and, mm-hmm. um, and hands and, and, um, and there's this like really wonderful scene that, uh, that you can never enjoy as much as when you first see it, um, where she, uh, she sabotages, <gasps> Erica yeah. sabotages her student, um, oh, so mage. Nicola and I watched the film together and he was, I was like, I was doing that annoying thing when you watch like, something with someone, you're really like, good. like, we're getting to the good part. He's like, is it happening now? <laughs> And he was, you know, appalled. Yeah. Even though it's a fictional story, he was appalled that that poor mm-hmm. girl... Um, Just because she wanted to play Schubert. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby. Let me know. Had done ruin that girl's hands. I had one last um, thing yeah. that... Uh, that Wait, I, I can see some really great notes here. Like, 
I like it rough, dark-sided great gardens. <laughs> um, there's a meeting in the ladies' room. Yeah, I was... This is how my mind works. I'm like, I'm just a freak. Yeah. yeah. A meeting in the ladies' room. I like it rough. <laughs> I'm just yeah. thinking about song lyrics. Um, there was... There's this scene, like, quite far into the film where um, Erica shows up at um, Swag Boy's hockey team. Uh, hockey... What, is, what the fuck is the it? The hockey, hockey meet? Bench. I don't know. The, the venue where they the play hockey? Ice rink. The ice, ice rink. rink. Yeah. And she's like pleading with him. She desperately needs him to... Uh, to, to fill that void. To fill that void. <laughs> and, um, and he relents and so she goes down on him. Some really interesting, you know, ladies room blowjob in scenes. <laughs> Which I I think must have been super fucking hard for you to watch in the last yeah it was in it the was. last week I watched this movie on the hardest day of my life where I was extremely unwell totally <laughs> and we won't go into that but um you can fill in the blanks you can fill in the void <laughs> um basically there's this scene where she's like going down on him and I, I'm not sure if he like comes in her mouth or yes because I was watching this with Drew um, like this second half of the movie and he was like he was because she gags she gags and then she starts like spitting something up and she starts like half throwing up like a little bit and he's like I thought she was throwing up well yeah she's like she's like throwing up but just like a little bit she's throwing up <laughs> Um, and then, um, that's another thing that fucking traumatized me. I know, and anyway. you were on the, you were on the verge of gagging <sighs> and throwing <sighs> up as well on that day. <laughs> and Drew was like, oh, did, did he come in her mouth? And I was like, no, I don't think so. But then the boy character says something about like, oh, do you do this every time someone comes in your mouth? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the reality is this is the first time someone's come in her mouth. Yeah. Um, it, it reminded me of the, oh my God. the yeah. thing we were talking about, you know, we've been having all these conversations when we watched Disclosure a little while ago before our most recent episode of the pod, Transgender uh-huh. Life, and we were talking about the the um, film and television trope of, um, like, girl dick and, and the subsequent, like, b- like buff and performance of retching and, and throwing up. Mm-hmm. And I was so interested in that, um, that idea of, like, dick and buff and mm-hmm. blowjobs and buff. And, um, and, and yeah, and, and retching and, and disgust, um, and how quickly desire becomes disgust. Mm-hmm. That's something I wanted to talk about. Very fucking quick. Yeah. Um, I know. And that's, what's so good about this movie is that the desire disgust thing happens so quickly and it does this like crazy beautiful thing where your sympathy follows either like, I forget his name, but like the male character or Erica and it switches constantly, even yeah. like throughout one sex scene with with them, you're like you're like, Oh, I hate what he just did. I'm really rooting for Erica right now. Yeah, and then totally. you really hate what she just did and then you know, to put it really simply. But um Yeah, totally. You you're really like sympathizing with them at different points and um trying to like understand because it's all about what's kind of like motivating her to have these fantasies. You're constantly trying to like understand where this like very incongruent pair is coming together in these like interactions totally um but i would really love to move on to my mare 
Absolutely, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so I was watching this movie yesterday afternoon before we went to pod um, mm-hmm. in the evening, and I I was really sleepy. I was watching it oh. in bed. And, oh, that's nice. And I I was feeling nice, super gentle film about mother and son. Nice, gentle film, and then um, so it's like a, a mother and son. The dad dies. I doze off, and then I wake up. And he is pissing all over <laughs> them porno mags. That's what woke you up. It was such a it was rude the noise awakening. Of piss? It was so. It was. I was like, <gasps> my heart awakes to the sound of piss. Um. Oh, that scene was totally, totally strange. So, so yeah. To to preface, Isabel Huppert um is you know on a deserted island, and this was my first take. Was like, okay, <laughs> this film takes place in um. Gran Canaria, Spain, which is the Canary Islands. It's mm-hmm. one of the islands. Yep. It's the island to the to the right of Tenerife. Um, and basically, she they're, they're these French people who are, like, expats living in the Spanish island. And um, this film, for me, is Would You Fuck Your Mother If You Were Stuck on a Deserted Island? Watch the gay men get quiet. That's the central, you know, problematique. And you know what? Actually, I did want to mention this. When I was studying in France, Laura, it's it's, this to me is fucking funny and I wonder if you'll find it funny um, <laughs> the way that academia works in France is that you know you you have to propose like a like a research question and in French they call it a problématique mm-hmm. so it's a kind of like um, uh, it's a it's a way of approaching like an essay that you're going to write and it's right. not it's like something that they don't even bother to translate because we just sort of don't do that. Like no, they no, just no. call it a problématique. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is so fitting that it's called problématique and that the way that we use that word in English mm-hmm. um, is quite different and so, so boring. So right? much more boring because the, the like the aspect again of like provocation is what's so central to what they're saying there, right? About Absolutely. like proposing a, a question or a thesis or a um, literal like provocation to respond to, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the nuance of that is so much more exciting because it's multiplicitous. Totally, totally. And it's a bit more abstract, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So so leading up to that scene that woke you up, mm-hmm. um, we have Louis Garel, who is this, you know, French heartthrob. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's gorgeous. He's really gorgeous, and that's that's the first kind of infraction of the film is that they cast like really beautiful people to be related, and mm. then you know, it's like, how can you not, wanna you know, want to fuck your son when oh. he's Louis Garrel, and how can you not want to fuck your mum when your mum is Isabelle Huppert? I feel so sorry for her three children Aww, that this film exists. Her three real children. I can't believe she's a mum. She's got real children. But good for her. Good for her. Um. So, yeah, the dad dies. He's pissing all over his dad's porno mags. Yeah, well, the mother is like, the okay, I, I can't be bothered to go and touch, you know, I can't be bothered to go pack up all his stuff now no. that he's dead. Yeah. Like, go to his office and, you know, collect the things you want and throw away the things you don't. He's, you know, rifling through his, his dad's belongings and he discovers, like, all these porno mags and yeah. all this stuff. Which is, you know, reminds us of the piano teacher. Mm-hmm. And he's fucking jerking it in oh, the office. Oh, he's jerking it. Jerking it. Gooning and gooning baiting. Gooning and baiting. Jerking it. Jerking it hard. Um, and, and, and then suddenly he's pissing. Pissing on him. And then he's pissing on him. Pissing on the magazines. Which I'm like, hmm. 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 There's huh. also a scene in the piano teacher with some unexpected pissing on him. Huh. Erica's like walking through the drive, drive-in drive movie theatre and she sees some two, you know, 
gorgeous young things having sex in the car and she's like let me piss right next to the car and make eye contact with the man well, penetrating the woman no idea question mark I love it this is the French problematique it's like mm-hmm. people piss at unexpected moments yeah yeah maybe we should learn to um I don't know because that's so not a part of my um what the fuck am I saying? Actually, I'm a part of my practice, you know, I, I, I do a lot pissing? of public pissing, but it's True. never, it's always out of like necessity and not out of like arousal. Right. Well, for me, the pee hole is some, you know, the pee stream yeah. or the pee. Um, yeah. The pee st- where the pee is coming it's from. It's just like a different, it's like a, there's like a valve change, you know, that, arousal that's meant and, to be true, right? yeah. and um, relief yeah. in terms of piss. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just not, it's not jiving. I have a really funny story. Okay. Yesterday, my boss came into work. <laughs> she said, I've had the craziest morning, guys. And I was just thinking, you know, this, this is not going to be a crazy story. Lauren, it was a crazy story. <laughs> so she's got some nephews that are, like, staying um, staying with her. God, speak of the devil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um, she's got some nephews who are staying with her from, like, regional New South Wales, like country boys. Um, she lives in Newtown in like a terrace house around the corner from Manmore Road. Um, not to dox her, not to dox my boss. Um, bleep, bleep. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she said at like 6am, her nine year old nephew doesn't like her bathroom. He like says it's like ugly. He doesn't like it. And she's like, it is a bit ugly. Like my bathroom's a bit ugly. Um, so he was like, I'm not pissing in your toilet. What? So he like nine year old, left no, the home no. and was walking around Newtown uh-uh. barefoot <gasps> in his pyjamas. No! Walking around Newtown no. looking for a tree. A pot to uh, piss uh, in. Uh, uh, looking for a tree. And I was like, uh-huh. oh my god, that is d- uh, uh. that that is so, like, Dennis Cooper to think about this, like, little boy wandering no. around the streets in the morning. Isn't that horrible? It's horrible to think about. But she oh, was like, thank god. that light on it. No, of course, of course. But, like, just imagine you're, like, commuting to work and you see this tiny little boy walking around. Oh, no. Like, it's... it's oh, that, no. That was freaky to me. But anyway, that she... That was weird for me. That was weird for me. <laughs> that was weird for me. But she's just telling this story about how he, he, like, you know, was looking for a tree and... Once he got back, he couldn't get back into the house, so he was just whimpering and crying outside, and one of the other boys, you know, her son overheard him crying and let him in. I'm like, that is a crazy story. I know, and as, like, as, um, as a... <laughs> as an adult, it's such a fucking crazy story. If I had my brother whimpering and crying outside as a child, I'd be like, whatever, I'll let him <laughs> in. I don't even know if I'd tell mom about it later. I'd be like, whatever, Samuel needs to be let in, you know? <laughs> Like, don't you think, like, as a kid, you'd but be like... your brother wouldn't have had to go far to find a beautiful tree. You know what I mean? <laughs> I There's know. something so, like, it's concrete jungle about this country boy in Newtown, like, looking for a tree oh to pee God, on. Oh, my God, because he's you know? a country boy. Yeah, you know? Like, he wanted to pee on a tree. <sighs> he wanted to, you know, feel the soil in his... In between, between his toes. Okay. Wow. Anyway. Oh, my God. Just on the topic of pissing. That's horrifying. Horrifying. Anyway. She was telling it. It was really fucking funny at work. Anyway. <laughs> um, ma mère. Poor thing. Okay. This was the raunchiest film I have ever seen. And I was recording Gag. two other films claim. recently that have literal sex in it. Like, you know, like Strangers by the Lake, there's there's like actual cocksucking. Blowjobbing. In that movie. And in Short Bus there's like, there is penetration. Uh Uh-huh. There is like actual penetration in those movies. 
and they were not nearly as raunchy. Nothing has ever come close to this. As Mamia. I agree. I totally, totally agree. Oh my god. They said, oh god. Oh my god. Where do you even begin? Okay. Also, let's talk about the fashion just briefly. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> um, Isabel Huppert looks so like the everyone's like so petite and tiny and whatever, and like she's wearing these like little like camisole like dresses, like these little like bias cut slip dresses, and like leather jackets and stuff. Um, and it's just like so two thousands, and mm-hmm. it's so like what it's so like all is a gentle spring or whatever. <laughs> like totally the like the silhouettes in the movie because I, yeah, there I was, was those bodies as well. Totally, totally. Everyone was so glam, mm. and there was something um, so alluring about this particular island and yeah. the like. They're going to this club, Yumbo. They keep talking about it, and when they're out at night, it's like all these. Like fabulous gay men. Yeah, on they the really streets, filmed like the fabulous just hanging gay out. Dudes. And there are some really there's some really great footage like on the streets, in the clubs, and you can tell that these are like real people that they've asked, Oh, can we film you? Yeah. And they're like playing with the camera a little bit. It's like a bit like exhibitionist, it's uh-huh. a bit voyeuristic, uh-huh. it's very naturalistic. Uh-huh. Um and it has this kind of like dark sidedness of like the mythos of Somewhere like Ibiza, Magaluf, Gold Coast. Totally. Because it's so Mykonos. like, yeah, so like hedonistic, but like has this like, um, you know, dark sidedness from the crazy things that drunk people get up to totally. on the street, like the totally. violent and sexual stuff that 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 happens after you um try to have fun for too long. Totally, totally. It's like what my mom says about you know nothing good happens between the hours of like. 2 and Mm 4am and like this movie takes place between 2 and 4am for real Um, so there are some scenes where they're like so Isabel Huppert's character the mother is um, she's trying to like uh, like uh, bring her son out of his sexual sexual shell sexual shell sexual cell by like you know hooking him up with this this well this girl. When I was like reading like the wiki like revising the Wikipedia plot, it you describes see? this character Rhea as like her like as Isabel Huppert's sexual partner and they're like all in the back of the cab and like Isabel Huppert yeah. and this woman are making out and they're like yeah. you know, hands up each other's skirts type of vibe yeah. and then like and then and then what is she doing? She's like telling the son that that she yeah. wants to like eat out his filthy ass. Yeah, but they're like, kind of making fun of him, and he's really embarrassed. Yeah, like... <laughs> finger in the booty ass bitch, absolutely. And then he's like slumped on the ground, like after this night at the club. Oh my god, he's like passed the fuck out, bro. He is like out like a light. Two at, to like, four a.m. It's so bad, and they're like on the street in like some. The like... girls are like always they they've always got their arms wrapped around each other, and yeah. they're always swaying and maniacally laughing. Yeah, and then maniacally laughing around the corner, and they spot him, and then like Isabel. Who pair like dares her friend to go over and undress him? Undress her son, <laughs> and so she does. And then they're like fucking in the street oh, on the God. floor, and there are people walking past. And Isabel Huppert is watching. Uh, yeah, it's oh kind of like God. it's kind of you know successive slidings into pleasure and debauchery. Where at first it's like she's just you know in his per- in in his general vicinity while while sexual deviant sexual acts are taking place and then you know she's slowly getting a little bit closer and closer and closer (laughs) throughout the film like each each um you know 
I don't know why, but I thought this movie couldn't shock me. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I was like, how could it shock me? Like, I know that they're actors, but well, that's what I want to talk about. It's like way of like getting under your skin. Uh, I know it was, <laughs> it was, it was a bit like that. Um, I want to talk about the the pervert the perversion of acting, which yeah. we've been talking about with Lev in the past, and um, and kind of shedding a light on maybe uh like how actually unvirtuous it is mm. to pretend to be someone and mm. like to get kicks out of it and to yeah but i think there's something like really amazing about like like seeing like isabel huper's friends like landing strip like seeing that as she's like humping this like past like read like just passed out son of her friend uh-huh it's so honest to me like for her to like take her pants off in that moment and like seeing the pee come out of that what's that actor's name louis garrels seeing it come out of his penis know, seeing I his know. pubes like over believe- and over again in this movie like it's like it's so honest to me. Yeah, that that to me is good acting. That's good acting. And if I you can <laughs> piss in front of the camera, you're probably a good actor. I I kept thinking about um, call me by your name. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's hilarious. Um, not for any good reason. <laughs> I don't think about it. Breaking often. our silence and call me by your name. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought about the way that, like, that, like, Timothy Chalamet is, like, in that movie and, like, such a heartthrob and, I don't know, that these two, like, brunette boys, whatever the fuck. Well, one of them's a blonde. Um. Oh, oh, you're talking about Louis Garrel. Yeah, they yeah. they are kind of, you know, parallel lives, parallel boys. And, like, you know, holiday destination, whatever. Totally, totally. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, this what is happens so stupid. If, what happens in call Vegas? Call me by your name, but, like, call me mother. Uh. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's so really stupid. funny. I like that. So I really like that. I wrote, we as French people, we get to fuck our family. Wow. <laughs> the reports. <laughs> crazy. A crazy. But, you know, Timothy Chalamet could never do what Louis Garrel did in this movie. You know what I mean? Because like, he's only half French. And he fucking is not... It's not committed to acting the same way that someone who would pee on camera... Fuck his mum on camera. Uh-huh. Would. Well, that's the thing, right? Remind yourself, these are actors. But isn't that more perverse? You know to what I mean? To hold back? I think to hold back is per- okay. perverted as fuck. Totally. To, like, to watch it and try to not watch the incest movie while you're watching the incest movie. Wait, what? No, I mean, like, to be an actor and then to, like, to be, like, fucking, um, what's her name? Um, Sarah Jessica Parker and yeah. be, like... I'm not going to do a sex scene in the show called Sex in the City. I know, it's... Because I'm so virtuous and I just want to be modest and, like, uh, you know, um, have fidelity to my husband, Matthew Broderick, like, eh. I think that is so fake. That is, is so It is fake and fake. phony and... Um, and what's so real to me and what's so good about acting, even if I hate to watch it, is in contrast Cynthia Nixon eating out that, that woman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that envy... <laughs> Pardon I, my French. Pardon my motherfucking French. Um, yeah, I think this film is threatening us with the perversity of acting, mm-hmm. and it is telling us, okay, you have to address the fact that these human beings have families, yep. have parents, mm-hmm. have children, yep. and yet <laughs> they want to be in this movie, and yet they're willing to depict incest. Because yeah. I feel like so many films deploy incest, Mm. you know, 
as a as a thematic concern um really sporadically or it's like a, a you know a, an undercurrent of a film that's not addressed I watched this like even it's just it was just on my mind because it was something I watched recently but the Jennifer Lawrence film No mm. Hard Feelings it's got this funny kind of concern with like parental sexual intervention and it's like two parents setting their kid up with like an older woman mm. um very Isabelle Huppert that's the other thing about these two films Isabelle Huppert plays an older woman dating a younger man mm. one of them one of which is her son. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, hmm, that was a bit of a rough spot. Um, and, it's, and it's to do with, like, you know, development and, like, puberty and, like, coming into your sexuality. Coming of age, but, like, coming of coming, you know? Coming of coming. Coming of coming. As a dude. And, as a dude, and which is, like, boring. Who cares? But the sight of this, like, main character's proposed, like, trauma is this story. He, like, shares it in this, like, you know, moment of vulnerability to Jennifer Lawrence that he got bullied at school because people made up a rumour that he slept in the same bed as his parents. And then the rumour became that he fucks his parents. And so this film is, like, kind of obsessively fixated with his relationship to his parents and the way that they sort of are... um, The role that they're playing. The role that they're playing in his, like, sexual coming into adulthood, um, which is also Freudian, but it's a comedy and anyone that walks out of the... Like, most people that walk out of the cinema seeing that movie are not thinking about... Wow, that was weird for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas this film does not shy away from, from its own subject matter. Yeah. Whereas I feel all other films shy away from their own subject matter. Because the the, the thing is, is that it's making something um, explicit mm-hmm. that is, like, largely internalised or, um, you know, um, that has to be, like, ignored for our own um, maintenance of yes. the family unit and sexuality in public. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um I read this review of um, my man, which was um, published on in The Guardian in 2005. Cool. My idea for a TV reality show is the Thesp Swap, where notable actors exchange careers for one week. The first edition features Dame Judi Dench and Isabel Huppert. Isabel will star in a bittersweet sitcom with Jeffrey Palmer, in which she knackers the battery on his Volvo by leaving all the lights on all night. <laughs> And has some explaining to do. And Dame Judy will star in about half a dozen Euro shockers, in each of which she has dangerous sex with younger guys and does something ghastly with a Stanley knife. <laughs> Hubert's new film, directed by Christophe Honor and adapted from the uh, novel by Georges Bataille, is sadly in this vein. Hubert offers sadly. <laughs> parody of her on-screen persona, invariably presenting the camera with her unreadably blank freckly hauteur and her need for transgressive sex in the course of which the silverware comes out. She is Helene, a woman who confesses to her son Pierre that she is compulsively addicted to casual sexual encounters. (laughs) Helene takes Pierre on a journey into her hidden world in an ambiguous attempt ambiguous how in an ambiguous nothing ambiguous about this movie to revolt him to educate him to seduce him or to inoculate him Mm. the result is an airless edible drama with a persistent and inescapable note of absurdity it's out in time for mother's day 
<laughs> Happy fucking Mother's Day. That's how I felt watching it. That's a hilarious um, proposal because it's very like Dame Judi Dench could do Mamere, but Isabel Huppert could, could never, never do, do Downton Abbey. You know, like it's it's <laughs> it's kind of that that um half a dozen Euro shockers. Like it's just and part so of me funny. just feels like. I just know intuitively that that was written by a faggot because I'm like, why are the faggots so obsessively like imagining women as other women? Women as other women, like they love it. Actress studies. It's such a trip. <laughs> um, the film reaches like a, a kind of crescendo with the with the way it ends. Yeah. What a ridiculous well, sentence. The film reaches a crescendo because with like, the way it ends. There's, like, a really, like, vague bit in the middle where he, like, he keeps returning to this, like, semi-nude beach that, like, is kind of the like a, a, like, delirious hallucination where he, like, tries to talk to God. Um, and, and he's, like, kind of cruising this guy. Yeah, and these guys have, like, all these dick piercings. Like... So many Prince Alberts. Wow. In areas that I didn't know you could pierce... Um, and he's, he's like actually talking to God and it seems like a scene from like the Holy Mountain or something where totally. all these people just appear on like these massive sand dunes. Um, and after all of these kind of like, his, uh, Pierre's mum disappears for a bit and then she comes back and whatever. Final, like in the final, you know, scene, there's like sexual torture happening and then what, Isabel Huppert like asks him to stab her? It's like, yeah, it's some sort of, like, blood play or something. I think they, uh, they have this conversation. So she, she deserts the island. She deserts him on the island because she says, we can't do this. We shouldn't do this. Um, she leaves and then she, you know, she inevitably comes back because she's so tempted and it, and it feels so right for her, whatever. Um, so she comes back to, to the island and, um, welcome to my motherfucking island, um, and they have this little, you know, conversation like, let's go to bed together. And they agree that, like, now they're going to go and um, really step over, cross that line that mm-hmm. they've totally already crossed over. Mm. Um, and, uh, but I I believe it's like some sort of, like, sacrificial, you know, mm. um, ritual that they're participating in where it's like, in order for us to, um, like, do this horrific thing, yeah. we're going to need to actually, like, one of us one, is going to need to die. One of us is going to need to die. I, I guess that was my, what I gleaned from it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do I think that that's clever or interesting or, um, or, uh, you know, poignant or potent? No. Do I think it's, uh, did I think it was like a really, dare I say, pretty scene? Yes. There was this way that they were using light <laughs> There were... I don't know if you paid attention to this particular aspect of the, like, final scenes where they're, like, together. You can't see a lot because there's almost these, like, Morticia Adams-type face, um, like, eye light-ups that are happening on certain spotlights of them. It was really quite... It was really quite um, unusual, the way that that scene was crafted. Yeah. and It was lit beautifully, you know, her, like neck and decolletage is like illuminated by the limited light that's coming in and he's like mm. um I don't know like cutting her or something and then he's jerking off and then she stabs herself and then one of my favorite bits 
in the movie. She was, stabs herself in both movies. There are so many parallels. There's so many parallels. And then my favourite bit in the movie is when he's, like, viewing her dead body in, like, some, like, clinical oh, setting. Oh, my God. But and it's, she's like, the, the morgue or something. And um, and then he starts jerking it's off. It's so Tilda Swinton in that in that art gallery. <laughs> she was Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. And then the there's like a uh, some guy who's like working the morgue who comes in and he's like, hey, like hey, stop it. And then no, the- but the best bit is just seeing his face because we don't know that he's jerking off. Sit, sitting like he he sort of slumps down against the wall and starts jerking off. We don't see that because he's behind his mum's casket like glass casket and um the the you know attendant walks in and before we see him jerking off we see the attendant's like shock shocke you know what i mean <laughs> like completely dumbfounded on how, what do you do next like what do you walk out, like do you give the man a private moment to grieve his mother you know <laughs> what i mean Oh my god, and then, and also, like, most of the movie is entirely silent, except for, like, some, like, choral singing, mm. um, and then this guy's, like, screaming at Pierre to stop, and then the movie choop, cuts to, like, these silent credits, it's totally. fantastic. Totally, yeah, and you know what, actually, Piano Teacher has silent credits as well. Mm. What do you think is the point of, point of making us sit in silence? Well, I think it's about, well, I think for Piano Teacher, they're doing the same thing that Tar did, because it's a movie about sound. Mm-hmm. They're giving you the silent treatment. Um, <laughs> and then I think for Mamea, it's about the um, finality of, mm-hmm. um, of of how an emphasis for, like, how um, how shocking it is. Mm. And also the, uh, like, finality in terms of mortality and death and, you know, completion. Yes, exactly. Uh, to do with, like, the sex act, life death and the little death mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. ejaculation um totally shall we seal it with a loving kiss let's seal it with a loving kiss <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>